You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Our hosts will help you make the most out of the mobile web. Learn the latest in the world of mobile. Web development, search, email marketing, text message marketing, and more. Leverage your mobile presence today. Now, now, prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Hi, everybody. You're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Cindy Crum. Joining me today is our new co-host, Bryson Mignier. Hi, Bryson. Hi, Cindy. Bryson's been a guest on the show before, but we liked him enough that we wanted to bring him on in a more permanent role. So, Bryson, why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about you and um, how you're interested and what you're interested in regards to mobile stuff and mobile SEO and stuff like that. Sure thing. Uh, yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a consultant at Resolution Media, uh, which is an Omnicom company. I do SEO full-time. And a couple of years ago, I got interested in mobile um, through uh, SES, basically. I went to uh, Search Engine Strategies in Chicago, um, and I researched mobile before, but I got into it, and, and I hear this a lot, actually, Cindy, which is a, a credit to you, um, through some presentation that you did at a uh, mobile search optimization, um, at the mobile search optimization panel. So, um, you know, I just thought that uh, it was very specific information that was different than anything that I had heard uh, about, um, you know, mobile specifically, and and uh, it was so new that I wanted to find out uh, more about it and ended up uh, really liking it a lot. So that was about 2005, um, and uh, uh, now I'm, you know, just kind of, we do a lot of uh, mobile for our clients. Mobile is a completely different uh, landscape nowadays. Back then it was all about uh, WAP pages and WML, and now people are talking about apps primarily, but, you know, it's all uh, reaching mobile users, which is, is uh, you know, what we uh what we try to do for our clients. Fantastic. I'm flattered. Okay. 
So I think for for this first show, or for our first show together with you as a co-host, I'm super excited to have you on board. So I figured we'd just do like a quick kind of chat, catch up what's going on. And of course, there's big news this week with the launch of AdSense on mobile sites. Is, uh, what are you thinking about that? What are your thoughts? Is it going to get accepted and, and taken up a lot, or is it just kind of kind of fade away, not too important? No, I think it's great, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, of course, it's just uh, speculation, but I think that it could be huge for mobile. I mean, we've been waiting for this year of mobile for years, um, and th- this is a way for you know site owners to really monetize that traffic um, from a uh, an ad uh, network that they really haven't been able to do that that with so far. So, I think that you know it could be huge uh, for mobile in general because someone like Google who already, you know, uh, is really paying attention to the mobile space and, and is trying to push that forward. Um, you know, they're really now getting the site owners involved, and, and I think, uh, you know, that can only be good for, for mobile. Uh, what do you okay. think? I, I'm not sure. It's, I mean, I think it's important, yes, but I think it, it's almost more important as a gesture that Google is, again, like reinforcing their commitment to the mobile space. But I don't know how many mobile-specific site owners are going to kind of feed away that valuable real estate for contextual ads. I mean... Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it gives them a way to monetize the mobile traffic that they would have already. They can, you know, really... um, They can learn things about the mobile audience uh, just by, you know, putting that contextual ad on. And, of course, it depends you know, how much real estate it's actually going to take up. So, you know, if they have, like, uh, I I totally agree that this is uh, critically important for, um, you know, mobile even as opposed to desktop because you only have so much space on your site and you need to, you know, make sure that you're using it effectively. But, you know, if it's just like a line of, uh, like a single line of code, you know, and and a single line of of copy, rather, um, you know, I, I don't know that, that uh, it's going to be, I, I think that it would be extremely beneficial for site owners to put up because of what they can learn about the people who actually click on that. Yeah, that's a huge point. Um, now, yeah. have you looked into any of the specifics yet? Because I'll say I haven't. I've been at this conference and doing things like that. But are the, the ad units the same? Are there different, um, you know, different things that that marketers need to know about if they want to do mobile AdSense? Do you know any of that? Yeah. I imagine it's Google usually makes it... Yeah, I would imagine it would be different as well. Google usually makes it um, pretty easy to sign up for that type of thing. You know, mobile... Uh, paid search is is not really uh, my area of expertise, so I haven't uh, haven't yeah. gotten too much into that yet. But uh, sure. you know, I, I have done mobile search campaigns on Google before, and it's really you know they they kind of integrate it with the regular AdWords interface. So if you can set up not AdWords, sorry, the regular AdSense interface. So if you can set up you know an AdSense campaign, you should be able to set up uh, a uh, mobile. AdSense sure. pretty easily. That's, and that's actually what I was presenting on at, at SMX East was um, mobile mm. PPC using AdWords. And there are some Great. differences. And it, that's 
split out based on the kind of phone that the searcher is on. And so I'm wondering if they have um, contextual ads that are targeted at, like, feature phones and websites and then contextual ads that are focused just on the more sophisticated phones like iPhones and Android phones. Um, because that's yeah, kind of how they're doing the mobile PPC stuff is they're segmenting it that way. And then within that, they even let you segment by carrier um, and, and stuff like that. So that could be, yeah, like you said, a really interesting way to learn about the people that are on your site. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's kind of what the, the announcement was because they already had, um, you know, a, a way to set up AdWords campaigns for uh, AdWords campaigns, contextual AdWords campaigns for, you know, feature phone AdSense. But okay. this announcement specifically was about smartphones. So it was about, like, it's iPhones about and Android phones. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, th- th- that's kind of why it was exciting because, you know, it can be for, you know, they, they do tend to have more real estate than the the, uh, the WAP sites, you know, very simple sites. Sure. But then even mobile PPC uh, to the iPhone is significantly different than PPC on a traditional computer. Um, not in mm-hmm. terms of the ads themselves, like it's the same character live, but there are definitely different strategies that you would uh, that you would use. In mobile PPC, sure. um, yeah. Like I mean, I've talked know. about. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've talked about like mobile search behavior is going to be different than desktop search behavior. So that's something that you really need to take into account if you're, you know, setting up an AdWords campaign as well. Is, you know, how are people searching differently on mobile devices than they might be at their computers? You know, and. Uh, I mean, it it makes sense because there are different inputs. You know, you have this big keyboard in front of you uh, at your desktop or at your laptop, but not really, you know, when you're, you know, going somewhere, you could be driving, maybe you're, you know, searching via voice, uh, you know, not driving necessarily, don't want to condone anything like that, but, um, (laughs) you know, if you are... (laughs) If you're on the road, if you're, you know, at the airport, you, you know, you're kind of in a different context than if you're sitting down. And so, you know, the larger query studies that have been done looking at mobile queries have shown that, um, you know, people search differently, that they tend to search on different categories, that they use different keywords, that they use different keywords um, based on what kind of interface they're using. So, um, you know, if they're using, like, an, an app, their search behavior is going to be different than if they're on a website. So, right. you know, you really have, have to account for these things as much as possible when you're setting up uh, a mobile campaign of, mobile search campaign of any kind, you know, be it paid search or natural search. Um, right. But, um, well, you know, you know one of the people... things that I saw in a statistic recently, and I don't remember where the statistic came from, but it was a survey that said that people on the more sophisticated smartphones with the true web browsers still prefer mobile search. Or, sorry, uh, mobile mobile landing pages, mobile-specific experiences, yeah, which no, makes sense and... to me um, because it's just easier to navigate and not have to pinch and, and shrink things like on an iPhone yeah. or not have to scroll left, scroll right. Um, so, oh, absolutely. so that's kind of an important, it's like we have kind of three different kinds of potential mobile traffic. We have WAP type of really unsophisticated, we have the um, mobile specific smartphone, and then the non-mobile specific smartphone traffic. 
Um, you know, that, what, that's one of what the, do you think? Do you think that in the long run people are going to still prefer mobile-specific sites, or do you think people are going to get used to scrolling left and right? No, I think that they will prefer mobile sites. One of the, the telling points uh, about this specifically, and I, I can't say that I, I was the first one to notice this, but I think it's, it's uh, really interesting, is that you probably remember when the iPhone first came out and, um, you know, Google, uh, Apple was talking about the, uh, the capabilities of, of surfing the mobile web, you know, any desktop site, and they used the New York Times specifically as an example of that, right? And, I mean, there are limitations with that kind of desktop browsing that, you know, that pinching and zooming, it, it does get kind of tiresome. Um, but it also, you know, doesn't account for flash. So, you know, and it's it's hard to you can't really see what the words are unless you zoom in there. So it's not an ideal mobile user experience. And um, the the interesting thing about it is that you know New York Times is really an innovator in creating mobile specific content. Where you know Apple might have touted the fact that you can read the New York Times on your phone, you know, the desktop version, but they have have uh, really been early adopters in getting you know mobile specific content out there. So now they have um, a feature phone site. They have uh, a BlackBerry specific site. They have a site for iPhone. Uh, they have several apps um, you know for different kinds of phones. So you know they uh, as content creators you know weren't satisfied with what. Uh, you know, Apple was was sort of promoting, which was you know the pinching and zooming on their website. Uh, they really thought that you know you need to uh, have uh, an ideal mobile user experience uh, in order to um, you know and in order to retain those mobile users. And so I think that that's kind of the direction that we're going. That we're you know getting away from that pinching and zooming and going towards you know more mobile specific content. And I mean, personally, you know, I I would agree that you know that's really the way to go um, because it's a different context. You know, uh, you have to address specific needs of mobile users if you're going to uh, monetize that traffic. And you know, the way to do that is uh, right now with with mobile specific content. Well, and not just mobile specific content, but potentially content for specific types of mobile phones. Yeah, when do we know when we've hit too much? Do we need to have a site for just like three groups of phones or do we need to um, try and hone it down to just one or should it all be dynamically handled on the back end? What do you think? I think that you should, you know, of course it depends on your budget. So, you know, if you have... Um, a smaller budget, then the answer to this is going to change. As an SEO, uh, I really recommend that you know people create uh, content that's specific to the user experience in order to convert that spe- that specific user, and in order to be as visible as possible. Um, you know, if you create a uh, a mobile site, um, you know, if you create several mobile sites, y- you can actually um, you know, get listed, get more than one listing in in Google. So I don't know that this is going to you know be the same forever, but um, it will. You know, if you can be, if you create more content, you become more visible, and that's kind of the way that it has been in general. So 
So if you have an unlimited budget, there are things that you should prioritize. Um, but you know, from my perspective, you should really do as much as you, you can afford to. Yeah, definitely agree. The one concern there is if you're building, you know, multiple versions of a page that are essentially same that are just formatted for a different user experience. And and you and I know, you know, you and I sometimes differ on our, our opinions here. I used to be, you know, of only the mindset that you should only have one page, you know, one actual page per set of content and use the external style sheets. I'm kind of coming around going, okay, that's not the only way to deal with it, and maybe you do need separate static pages for different yeah. experiences, but at the same time, it's definitely a risk, and you have to look at your budget. You know, if that's what you can afford to do, then that might be a good option, but it also might be a good option to totally build out an iPhone-specific site or totally build out a BlackBerry-specific site. Yeah, I mean, it's really about it's really about converting the user, isn't it? I mean, if you, you know, have a, a smartphone user, uh, you know, be it BlackBerry, be it iPhone, uh, you know that they're going to experience the content differently. And you want to make it, you know, as marketers, we want to make it as easy for uh, someone who experiences that content to uh, convert as possible. I mean, we don't want to make it difficult for them because, you know, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't convert anybody. We wouldn't make any money. So, um, you know, if there are people who, you know, are on an iPhone, we want to build iPhone-specific content. We want to test that iPhone-specific content so that we can make sure that, you know, it converts as many users as possible so that whatever advertising we do, uh, you know, be it AdWords through mobile or display advertising or, you know, whatever, uh, that, that that traffic converts. Um, sure. You really have to just consider yep. your context and, you know, the mobile user experience to do that. Absolutely. We're going to break for a commercial real quick. You're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Cindy Crum with my new co-host, Bryson Meunier, and we'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of Local Pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Your company's website sucks. You know it. 
everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Press this Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi, everybody. This is Cindy Crum, and you're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Bryson, my brand-new awesome co-host, and I were just talking about that Google came out with the mobile AdSense and how cool that is, and that kind of led to a conversation about how much is the mobile AdSense going to be valued because of the different mobile experience. Um, And so it's been a really interesting conversation talking about uh, those kinds of concerns, what's going to convert people? Is it going to be the an iPhone-specific uh, website, or is it going to be um, BlackBerry-specific and things like that? So, so what else, Bryson? I mean, I'm at SMX West, and I've actually seen a lot more people who care about mobile, and it's been brought up in a lot of the sessions that I've attended. Are you seeing just an overall um, more interest in mobile in the past even, like, six months or three months for me? I'm seeing massive interest. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, the uh, I think the App Store is is uh, really, you know, uh, been the catalyst for that. Um, you know, since they've had uh, two billion downloads since they came out in it was like July two thousand eight. Uh, a lot of marketers have you know have seen that mobile content can be visible, and um, I mean it's still it, it's not uh, it's not the the WAP pages that it was years ago, and, and people are actually realizing that, you know, that mobile is, is coming, I think. Yeah. Well, and um, there's um, there was an app session that was really good, and there's um, one guy on the app session that just spent the whole time talking about Android, and he made the good point, and that is that, um, you know, right now it's the iPhone, and then in the U.S. there's really only the Dream that's running Android, but there's worldwide there's about to be a ton of phones that are running Android. And so just saying that mm-hmm. if you really want to be a big force in mobile, you have to be ready for Android because it's going to be much easier to access um, and find people who have Android phones than it is even uh, to find people with iPhones. Have you, What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's a really great point because uh, – Android, that's another thing that was announced this week, is that Google and Verizon are teaming up uh, to work on some Android phones. T-Mobile in the U.S. is actually um, releasing, I think it's three Android phones uh, over the holidays. So Android is really uh, kind of blowing up here um, to the point where, you know, a lot of people are wondering if it will uh, kind of water down the the, uh, iPhone hype that's been happening since around 2007 when it arrived. So um, I don't know if uh, that's the case, but I'm happy to. I don't think so. Um, I think that you know the Android phones uh, are not uh, as great as they are. Are still not as uh, sexy as you know an iPhone. Uh, And 
a lot of people, you know, the people who have their iPhones uh, love their iPhones. And um, so I, I think that there's there's something about, you know, Apple and the iPhone specifically that is going to uh, be uh, enticing to people. Um, but, you know, it's still... I, I think that competition is great. I think the fact that, you know, Android is really... Uh, really exploding and, and coming out of more than one carrier is going to help it, you know, at least take some market share away from uh, the iPhone. But, you know, it's not, it, it really hasn't uh, hasn't caught on the same way that the iPhone has. And I think that that's kind of for, uh, you know, for a reason. So, uh, what yeah. do you think? I don't know, though. I, I give Android a lot of credit. I think that they've they've taken the strategy, which I would have preferred to see the iPhone take, which is open to all the carriers, um, and then the application store is quite different. It's organized much more like a YouTube situation where uh, you know exactly why someone's at the top is because the community, you know, why an application is at the top because the community likes it, whereas, um, and, and anyone can submit them. It's like a, what is it, $25 fee or something like that, and then everything is from then on ranked by the users, whereas there's a lot more restrictions to getting an application in the App Store and a lot more kind of um, secret rules that you might not know about that you kind of have to follow that you don't, they aren't written anywhere and weird approval processes and stuff like that. So I think in that way, that's driving, um, or I think that that will continue to drive more Android developers. Um, and, and push creativity that direction because it's so much of a more free uh, forum, kind of like pulling in the people who care about open source. Or, for instance, like developing an, developing an application for the iPhone that uses um, voiceover technology. Like the iPhone won't let you do that, but the Android platform will let you use any functionality on the phone. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I think that, you know, it has done that to some extent already, but uh, considering that there are, you know, a lot more applications for the App Store than there are for Android market, you know, it, it hasn't caught on as much as it, it probably should, you know. And um, it, the fact that there will be more Android phones and that there will be more people that have them, I think, will, uh, you know, cause that growth in the future. But, I mean, it's been open for a while, and, and it hasn't, you know, it hasn't set hasn't caught fire the way that the App Store has, so I'm, I'm yeah, not sure. absolutely. I think um, I'm excited to see some of the phones that are coming out for Christmas, and I'm hoping, just in general, because I care about mobile things, and as I know you do, I think it's good either way, right? Having the competition is good. Mm -hmm. Having more smartphones in the hands of more potential searchers and shoppers and stuff like that is, is just great for mobile marketing as a whole kind of raising the bar on a lot of different types of phones, raising the expectation for what you can do with a phone and how you can use it to market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, smartphone searchers, for example, are going to search like, uh, I think it's like 50 times more, at least on the, the iPhone, uh, than feature phone searchers. And so, you know, for people who do mobile search marketing or mobile search optimization, you know, this is uh, a new audience. These are, you know, it's uh, it's already growing uh, faster than uh, desktop search. And with the introduction of smartphones and that increased activity, uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to overtake uh, desktop search 
you know, people say 2011 or 2013, but uh, I think um, you know Google uh, saw that uh, Google said it's going to be sooner rather than later. 2011. Yeah. So, what do you think about the Google application, the the Google search application? I kind of saw that and I was like, well, you've already got a button, you know, directly on my iPhone, sort of. Why do I need a Google application? And of course, it's so you can integrate the voice piece of it. But do you see how do you see applications as related to search? I know you did a great uh, post about optimizing your application listing. Um, uh-huh. But what about the search yeah. engines getting into the app stores? Well, I think it's great because, um, you know, you really want to optimize your search for that mobile user, you know, because it's going to be different, um, you know, mobile search than desktop search, and you want to make it as easy as possible. I mean, it's really a pain uh, to type on your phone, and it has been forever. And the, the you know, Google and Yahoo, uh, I don't know if Bing has an application specifically, but you know, Google and Yahoo, you know, uh, make, they have uh, search suggests like built in. So it's predictive, um, uh, it's predictive text. They're trying to understand, you know, what you're typing specifically. And that's uh, not just on mobile phones specifically, they have that for, um, you know, sites as well. So they bring in sites. Uh, that you can immediately go there from the search suggest. So it's as though you have to optimize for search suggest on mobile uh, in addition to uh, the listings themselves. Um, but, you know, it's all about uh, changing that, that mobile user experience to make it as easy as possible for people to search, which is only going to, you know, increase the number of users that, um, that a uh, search engine has uh, on mobile devices. So why then would you, and this is just hypothetically, why would you use the Google iPhone app as opposed to just Google in Safari, in mobile Safari? That's my question is like, okay, I get it. You know, the search engines are important in terms of applications, but do they really need their own search application? Or is it just the ability to add the voice search in that, that they're going after? I mean, I think voice search is really important. Um, I think also they can, uh, you know, they can tell your location. I mean, I have, uh, you know, I access iPhone features on an iPod Touch, and I use a BlackBerry regularly. And I have, you know, the Google uh, mobile app on BlackBerry, and it can tell where you are uh, at any time. Um, so it, uh, you know, it, it just really makes it, it brings context into it the way that web pages really uh, you know, don't right now. Um, you know, I've seen people add uh, location-based search to uh, web pages. You know, but it's it's kind of it's not as easy and it's not as common as as uh, on applications. So you know, you've got voice search, you have uh, location-based search, and these are things that. You know, they can't just do in, in Safari and the uh, the iPhone right now, or at least not on every phone where you can. Um, you know, if you build an application specifically and then and market it as an app. So maybe they're a stopgap solution until the phones can really integrate the, the real-time GPS and voice type stuff with a browser, which I think will be cool, but that may not come until we see HTML5, right? So, so maybe sure. in my, you know... 
in my mind, the well, I mean, having so many different Google options on my phone, it's like, really? Okay, I guess so. But it took a little convincing for me. But okay, I'll buy into that. Yeah, well, I mean, I use it all the time, though. So it was kind of the same way myself. You know, it's you don't really want to use apps if you can, you know, just use the Internet. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and, you know, your point um, is a good one in that, you know, apps aren't, use that often. It's something like, you know, uh, a large percentage of them. Uh, actually, I didn't. Were you on the SMX East panel that talked about mobile apps and search? Or did you I see it? I was in the room, but I wasn't, I didn't speak on that one. Okay. Well, um, I asked because, you know, I just saw the, uh, was just reading the, um, the, the live coverage, live blog coverage. And uh, Rachel Paspo said that uh, only a small number of apps are actually uh, used more than once. So, yep. you know, it's. I think a lot of people kind of have the same the same idea, which is, you know, uh, it's kind of neat at first, but you really want to have one interface that you're interacting with. You don't need to, like, you don't need to fragment your experience in the same way. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really... Right now, it's all that we have for uh, a rich experience, but, um, you know, in the future, if they can uh, offer the same kinds of features like the voice search and the, the LBS in uh, the browser, you know, I think that, uh, um, you know, it might just, it might replace apps. Yeah, for sure. Okay, but, well... Mean, um, web pages... I think... Web pages, if I can just say this. I mean, it's kind of a... Um, it's like software versus web pages. I mean, software still exists as web pages, you know, still exist. So it's not like uh, on the desktop that, you know, having, um, you know, very interactive, uh, very rich Internet experience is going to replace software. I think to some extent applications are going to have, um, you know, there's going to be a use for them, but, uh, you know, it's also... Right now, they serve a lot of the same purpose as, you know, desktop web pages do because you don't have the same uh, rich experience that you do uh, in mobile at, at, with web pages. Sure. Does that make but, sense? And, and we saw that in the traditional Internet, right? There was a, a year or two where everything was a download, um, and you decided that. And then they started moving things back up to the web and said, okay, you don't have to download it. Just run it off of our site. Run it in the web. But the you know mobile networks just aren't good enough for that, and and the the phones aren't good enough for that. So we have to use apps until we can get to that point. I mean that's how I see it anyway. Is that yep. is that kind of no, what you're totally. saying? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was saying. Uh, just better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this version of mobile presence. Uh, again, we have the new co-host, my new co-host and, and good friend, Bryson Meunier from Resolution Media. Bryson, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, they can go to resolutionmedia.com or they can go to my blog uh, where I write on mobile, uh, brysonmeunier.com. And you can hear mobile presence on webmasterradio.fm every Wednesday at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. Thanks for listening.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.